Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello again, Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, Julie. Hi, both of you. How are you both? Yeah, I'm relaxed. Feeling good. Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, Been a very uh, hectic but fruitful week and I had to accept the wisdom of my spirit guides this week, which I Mm -hmm. always do. But today, in particular, they told me to calm down and chill my boots and uh, Mm -hmm. not to uh, keep pushing myself too hard. So I've listened and I feel great as a result of doing that. Brilliant. Julie, I can see you've brought two friends with you. I've got my crystals with me. I'm just sitting with them, yes. What what crystals are you using tonight, Julie, there? I've got an amethyst and a rose quartz. So I'm just enjoying the energies from the crystals. So I know as we we talked about previously on on previous podcasts, um, you use the crystal schools, Julie, don't you? So... I do, yes. I use all types of crystals, but particularly drawn to the crystal skulls at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I had some mer- uh, merlinite, merlinite jump out. I, I put ah. my hand, I put my hand in the drawer of the car of the car door on my way here, and I found some merlinite in there. So I thought, well, I must mm. need that this evening. Then I must, Definitely. I must need that with me today. So brilliant. And how are you, Phil? Good, good. Had a good week at work. Busy week. Um, as I previously said, it's our end of financial year. So, with the ed- with the education year, it's the uh, end of Tying it end of together. July for us. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So busy week um, in my normal job, in my in my day to day job sort of thing. So, yeah. But um, it's a new year, so brilliant. Fantastic. We are across the channel. For this next episode mm-hmm. i'm so excited uh we've got a fantastic guest with us all the way from cognac in france um this gentleman is a spiritual business development coach expert in marketing life coach channel inspirational speaker um owner of the hero success channel and a new venture as well glenn do you want to tell, tell us about the new just give us a quick start. Uh, yes, um, along with David there, I'm um, involved with the Going Beyond the Illusion um, website with David, and which I'm sure David will open up a little bit yeah. more during this episode. So let's give a big, warm round of applause for David Paul. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour there. Bonjour. I feel like a snicker. I feel like a snooker player at the Crucible. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lovely, lovely intro. I'm I'm blushing a little bit there, Phil, but hello, everyone. Hi, Phil. Hi, Glenn. Julie. Hi, uh, Hi, David. 
Thank you for so, agreeing to come on and let us torture you. I mean, uh, <laughs> let us yeah, twist you. you. <laughs> Talk to you, yes. Or, or, bo- or bore you, whichever we, whichever, which, whichever line we go down. So, yeah. How are you, David, anyway? How's, how's your week been? Um, I've had an interesting week because uh, I took two days off this week and I went to the coast with my friend Ian. It been planned about um, eight weeks ago. I was supposed to go with another friend as well, but he kind of like got cold feet with COVID and all that sort of stuff. So Justine and I went and it was a campsite, um, but we didn't have a mobile home type thing. And yeah, I sat out in the sun for two days and got a suntan. And mm-hmm. I've come back and I feel good. I feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> Might have had a, an extra well, too many glasses of wine somewhere on the way. Um, but I had a wonderful experience last night. Um, which I'll tell you about later. Uh, yeah, so life is, life's good, you know. It's uh, life's what we make it, isn't it? I'm in control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How long have you been here? How long have you lived in France? Because I know originally you were from our area, weren't you, David? Derby. And then the Derby area, and then you've, you moved to France. How long have you been across uh, there? What, um, Ten years, six months, two days. Well, mm. not counting or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the uh, 28th of February, so you know we're in July today, aren't we? So well, yeah. we are when we're recording this, so yeah. that's easy to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, but yeah, I grew up in the East Midlands, and, and you, uh, Glenn and I knew each other at school, um, and then yeah, moved about a bit in the East Midlands. Lived in Derby uh, before we moved over here. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually got roots now. You know, it's great. Yeah. Derby's not a bad place to live, though, either, is it, really? I used to live in Derby mm. for a while, but... Um, Some well, nice places uh, to visit. Outside mm. of Derby, I suppose. It, but. it served its purpose. When I moved there in 2001, I went to go to university, and it's kind of, it was very small. I would say that... I don't know the population size, but in terms of pubs and nightclubs, that's how, that's how I measure cities, right? Pubs and nightclubs is about <laughs> of the same course. Size. Yeah, I thought it's about the same size as Mansfield. You know, you can go out to Derby on your own and bump into people here, you know. But <laughs> by the time I left, that was quite different. And when I went back 18 months ago, two years ago, I just unrecognisable, like a sprawling metropolis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it there. That's where I met my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, shall we? Because I'd love... Oh, come on. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'd love to know about your own spiritual development, your... Maybe your awakening, David. How did that come around? How how was your awakening, your your own spiritual journey? Thanks for asking, Ming. If you've got any questions to interrupt me with at any time, just... Just chip in. Um, no, you yeah. carry on. I'm going to sit back for the next 56 minutes now. <laughs> just, just let you carry on. <laughs> um, I, I, my spiritual journey started many years ago. Um, I was aware that before I was born that my dad was calling, should we say, calling ghosts. And as a teenager, he said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And if you ever do it, don't do it in the house. Uh, you're not experienced, you don't have the training. And um, I'm aware that my dad did a few things <laughs> that scared my mum half senseless, like floating <laughs> alarm clocks and things like that. Um, but getting, getting into uh, my, uh, my late teens, early 20s, 
Um, and there were some family members that I didn't know, so I kind of reached out to them. In fact, I went to a spiritualist church just next door to where, where, where Glenn lives. Um, I must have been 2021, 20, but it didn't work out for me. And I bumped into a couple of people along the way during my life, mentioned things. And I was at Derby Uni, and um, I was working for a credit card company during the summer called Egg. And made a friend with this wonderful chap called Hopeton Gordon, who's boarding a Christian. And he never tried to sell me religion. You know, he never tried to tell me to do anything. But I could ask him any question, and he'd always come back with an answer. Mm-hmm. And then one day, he said to me, Hey, David, you know what? You're not going to find your wife the way that you're looking for her. She doesn't belong in a nightclub or a bar or anything like that. You need to pray. And your wife will come. So um, I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day morning. I think it was Christmas Day morning. So I was working in the bars in Derby on Christmas Eve and got in my, got in my car and went back to my parents on Christmas Day morning. But I was in my kitchen and I went, right, okay, this is for real. Let's go for it. And in this particular instance, I reached out to Jesus. And, and I said, look, if you're real, we'll do a deal. I'll start believing you. Mm. And if you bring me my wife. And... Three weeks later, my wife came. And um, we've been together ever since. But I didn't really stick to my side of the bargain because that's the sort of guy that I was. I'm like, oh, this is good, you know. And so I kind of lost touch with spirituality. Um, it was there in the deep background. I was conscious of it to nothing more than that I've just described to you. But this time last year, it was August the 1st, uh, so peculiar with the timing, by the way, everybody, um, <laughs> yes. I was stopping at my friend's house. His name's Ian. Ian's the same chap I've just been away with for a couple of days. Wow. <laughs> and Ian's a great guy. Mm. Um, he lives in a lovely house over here. So just imagine, that was a, <clears> it, was, it was a Saturday night, we are having a barbecue, I had a couple of glasses of wine, literally no more than a couple of glasses of wine at that point, and small glasses, just taking our time looking out into the garden, cooking steak. I'd really enjoy myself so you can smell the barbecue. <coughs> Ian and I were just having a bit of a laugh and we wanted to play some music. Um, but we were not arguing, but we were kind of going, oh, I want to play this and he wants to play that. So we put Spotify on. He chose a record and I chose a record. And we're just talking about what these records meant to us. And for some reason, my Spotify list, I was compelled to put Chris Isaac on. And Chris Isaac is... Not somebody I particularly listened to, though. No, things like Wicked Game and Blue Hotel mm. uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, I think. I remember those records really well, really like them. Anyway, I mm. stuck on one of those Chris Isaac records. And, and I said to Ian, I said, love this record. It always reminds me of my first love. Now, I'm going to speak in tonight a lot about my first love, but I can't reveal her name. Um, it'll be, it wouldn't be appropriate so I'm just going to refer her to by the name, the, the initial S and I said oh this is her record, she loved this record and Ian's going who's S? Well she's my first love, met her when I was 14 in France, I was at Ashfield School with, with Glenn and I went on a French exchange to, to France and met this beautiful, beautiful beautiful girl and we kept in touch until we were about 22, 23. And um, that's when she stopped replying. Hey. Um, but I loved her. And um, I, said, I said, 
do you want to see her? Because I knew where she was. She was on LinkedIn. She hasn't got a um, very common name. I think it's like two or three people in the world with her name. And I went onto LinkedIn because I knew she was there. I had sent her a message a few years ago, but she never replied. And I think I might have sent her two messages. She never replied. And I respected that. And I left it there because a lot of time had moved on. You know, this time, when was this happening? Last year, I was 44. And, you know, I hadn't seen since I was 22. You know, I hadn't heard from her since I was 22, half my life. And anyway, I played, um, put the music on and what have you not. And I, I said, Ian, get your, get your laptop out. And he gets his laptop out and I go to LinkedIn and I type her name in. She's not there. I'm like, oh, God, that's a bit of a bummer. Um, why is she not on there? She wouldn't have blocked me. She wouldn't have done that. That's a bit strange. It does a most beautiful photo of her on there with curly hair. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I've made a mistake or something. So I'm going to Google her name. I'm going to Google her name. And up she pops. I saw this website straight away. I said, there she is. Look at that. She's fantastic. And I clicked on this website. And I saw it was a memorial website. She died. Mm-hmm. She died um, in the May before. So like two and a half months prior. Gosh. And mm. it was like smashing the cricket bat. Yeah, it was it was gut wrenching. I mean, really, really gut wrenching. I felt like I'd just been kicked from pillar to post, and at the same time, I was numb. Mm. Um, I phoned my wife and I texted her, and I, and I said, "I've just found out that S has passed away." And I was going, "Oh my, what are you going to do?" I'm like, "I'm coming home." And about sixty seconds later, I was home. It's a 15-minute drive, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I can't remember driving back. And I was in... I wasn't uncontrollable, but I was in floods of tears. And my mind was 200 miles an hour and the rest. <sighs> my heart was racing. My body was just going, like, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And I couldn't sleep that night. I couldn't sleep in my bedroom. And so I, I slept... I didn't sleep. I took a settee. And I, I did two things. I, I got in touch with my kinesiologist. Uh, her name's Stephanie. She's a very spiritual lady. And I told her what happened. And the first thing she replied back with is she chose to go to Italy. Then a few months prior, I'd reached out to S's friend on Facebook. I found her friend. She uh, S's friend, V, uh, wrote to me as a kid as well. But when I found her on Facebook, V, a few months prior, she never responded. But I replied, I messaged her that night, I need to speak to you. She replied to me immediately and told me what happened. Um, she was at home, working from home, and she died of a stroke. Gosh. Boom, like that. Um, just gone. Um, v told me that S had a fantastic life, really enjoyed herself. And this is where my story started to unfold. Um, I tried to do loads of research on her that night. I couldn't find an awful lot. I was just trying to piece things together. I was lost. Mm. And I found, I, I knew her home address, my parents' address, and found my phone number. And my French is okay, but not for this. And I met her parents when I was 18. And I remember their names. And I phoned them up with Amelie's help. And I just broke. I just broke down and they invited me up and said, would you 
like to come to her resting place. <sighs> so I did that. Um, but in before I went to the resting place, I was on Facebook and I reached out on Facebook and I said to people, I'm going to go through a time that I just cannot understand. I've lost somebody dear to me, so dear to me, so dear, I just can't explain. And I'm walking up and down the river where I live. The river's called the Charente. It's a beautiful green river. And on about the 3rd or the 4th of August, I'm, I'm, I'm right, I'm, I'm on a Facebook Live. Tears are streaming down my cheeks, and I just wanted to tell people I'm in pain, and I don't know what's happening. And Glenn saw it, mm. and, and Glenn sent me love and a message, Glenn, and I said, can you reach out to her? And I gave her, gave him her name and a photo. And within a few minutes, Glenn came back with a message that did anything from her. She gave me a song to look into, which was um, Madonna, um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Mm -hmm. Listen to it, read the lyrics. I think I've listened to that song maybe 500 times mm -hmm. this last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the further I listened to it, the, the meaning of the lyrics actually changed for me. Um, I, she sent me some words as well. And in and, and, and this, what she said to Glenn, and he said, together, we'll bring people and communities together from a heartfelt perspective, inspiring them to go beyond the illusion of the candle attitude. And I went, right, I'm having that. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, this is what I'm Beautiful. doing. Because at that time, I was working as a, as a business coach for life coaches. And I was working with life coaches because I really wanted to help them. And I, I love what they do. I love how they try and unravel people's lives so they can just see clearly you know, and, and move forward with their lives. Um, and I was making some good money. I did really well. Um, I said to Glenn, I, what, I, why is the record? What, why, why is she giving me that? And Glenn was saying to me that, you know, uh, angels can give numbers and they can give things like records because it's very easy for them in terms of energy, low energy mm -hmm. usage, read the lyrics. This is what I want to tell you. And Glenn said that, you know, if you ask her, she'll send you more. And I speak to Glenn, I don't know, it seemed like 20 hours a day. And she, I started feeling things in my hand, in my arms. I said, what is it? And Glenn was telling me. And, and Glenn asked S if this would be my marker. So that when she wants to contact me, she squeezes my hand and squeezes my arm, and she does, and she does now. She's squeezing my elbow as I'm talking to you now. That's wow. beautiful, isn't it? Amazing. How amazing um, is that? She, I jumped in my car. I went to see. I went to her home twice over the next four or five weeks. But in the first week, I said to Emily, "We we would you we would you together in about four weeks' time, Emily, myself, and my son." just to meet her family and just to allow me to go to the graveyard and pay my respects. I said to mommy, I can't, I've got to go now. I've got to go now. So I phoned her parents and her parents said, we'd love to have you. Come now and you come again later on with your wife and you can stay at ours. 
I didn't really put much thought into it. Wow. Anyway, the following day I left, six o'clock in the morning. First three hours, I'm not listening to anything in the car. And I went, hey, can you come to me? Can you play me a record, please? It's something that's really meaningful for you and I. <laughs> she screws my hand right now as I tell you this. <laughs> and I put on Spotify and I just put on a random selection of music I don't listen to. First music com- record comes on. I kind of recognise the intro. I've not really heard it too much before. And it kicks in and it's Rod Stewart, Small Faces. And it stayed with me, stayed with me tonight. Well, wow. I was staying with her tonight. <laughs> I, was, I was sleeping in her bedroom that night. Um, I mean, this is crazy. Um, what's the next record? Genesis, follow me, follow you. <laughs> And we, and you know, he'll be driving, you know, and, and this goes on. And, and since then, I've decided to create an album, all the music that she sends me. Um, I fast forward a few months, and I'm lying on my settee, and I've been doing a lot of meditation. I was doing a ton of meditation. I stopped my business, by the way, on the beginning of October. I couldn't cope. Um, Emily said to me, David, you need to pull yourself together because what you're going through right now is crazy. I can't understand that you haven't seen it for so many years. Mm. I knew about it, but it's like you've lost your own life. And such I a said, strong I'm bond there. Yeah. yeah. I it's unconditional love that I have for. And I feel lost and I felt lost because over the last few over the last years. When I thought about it, I was always built. I didn't know what it was, but I was always able to feel her. And I was feeling her through Gaia. I was feeling her through the earthly connection that we had together. And what I didn't realise, that was gone. That had gone and I had to re-establish something else. Yeah. Um, mm. And my wife cried in the car one day. And she said, I'm, I can't do this. But no, she didn't say, I can't do this. She just cried. And... I can't compete, is what she said. I can't compete with an angel. And I said to her, I said, well, I hate to compete with an angel. I love you and I love you as you are. But I know why S came into my life, because S came into my life to bring me to Emily, um, which I never knew before. But I know now. Anyway, I'm on my, anyway I'm, um, we, go, we, we go back to her place, Emily, my son and I, and uh, in this claps out Citroen. <laughs> I've been wanting to change it for a while. <laughs> I made some good money. Been telling Amelie I wanted to drag you up. Uh, anyway, we put it off, put it off. And then we had, we got there on, I think it was the Friday night. And, and Glenn dropped me a message. He said, David, S says to you, butterflies you're going to be inundated with butterflies. That's it. I'm like, okay. The following morning, we stayed at the hotel. Got out of the hotel. I went into the florist next door and I tried to force the issue. I bought some flowers for her, for her grave again. And they've got little plastic butterflies there. So I'm like, I want one of those butterflies to stick in there. So I was kind of like forcing the issue in terms of like Glenn said, you're going to get butterflies. And I'm thinking, I really want butterflies. <laughs> I'm going to buy them. <laughs> um, and that didn't really work, but we walked away from there and I was looking at this shop. It was a hairdresser's and this hairdresser's was the same name as hers. 
and that as I said to Amelie, I said, look, I said, look, what's next to this? Next to the this hairdresser with the same name, and the next shop was was called Forest, which is my football team. I said, look, <laughs> look at the connection. No, because you're looking for the connections, aren't you? All yeah, the time. And, that's right. And Amelie said, no, David, you need to look at the third shop, and the third shop was called Union. It's like having a union between her and I. <laughs> yeah. um, we got to her. We got to her parents' house. And a parent's house, as you walk in, the garden at the front, full of geraniums. What's in those geraniums? Butterflies. Bloody butterflies, <laughs> but they're statues. They're plastic ones and uh-huh. um, <clears throat> iron ones and things like that. So I'm pointing that out to Hamelin. I walk into their house, and, and they've got one nice picture of her in there. They don't want to dominate the house. And, and what's on the picture? Butterflies. Mm. And then I look across the side of the room, and there's a picture of her and a partner. And what's on the book? What's on there? Butterflies. <laughs> so, Emily and I, Emily and I, oh my God. Anyway, we had a great day. We go out, uh, we take them out, take our parents out to the restaurant, we pay for that. We just, want, we just wanted to give them a nice time, you know, just respectful, yeah. nice time to get to know them, a little bit like that, and just give them some love. And, I could feel S with me all day. I mean, she was gripping me, but I could not, and I have not been able to speak to her parents about it because I don't have that relationship with them. Mm. And if I said anything like that, it would be extreme. I imagine it would be extremely hurtful for them, that yeah. having connection with her. So we're coming to the end of the evening. We've been there like, got there, I don't know, 10 in the morning. We've been out to the restaurant. It's now 10 o'clock at night. And... Her dad goes to the DVD player and he puts a DVD on which of some music, which was the music that they played at her service. And I put my arm around him, I stand next to him, shoulder to shoulder, I put my arm around him, I squeeze him. And I'm streaming with tears, I'm looking down at the DVD player, CD player. And I look up and I look on the wallpaper. What do I see? see a butterfly <laughs> I stand back I look at all the wallpaper oh my god the whole wallpaper was butterflies the whole lot I said to Hamilton, have you seen the wallpaper and her mouth just hit the floor <laughs> it was it was incredible and I think from time to time I'm looking for evidence. I want to find evidence because I think it's a natural thing for us to do. But at the same time, I don't want to go find the evidence. I just want it to come to me naturally and, mm. and be around me. I don't need evidence of her existence and I don't need evidence of spirituality. Um, I know that she came to me, Glenn's told me that, that it was her time and that she chose. And I also know that what she saw when she had the opportunity of going, she saw me. And she played, she sent me a record. And that record was, um, Glenn loved it when I told it. Because yeah. um, so I, was, I was out walking and I said, um, can you tell me what happened? And what did you see? And she sent me thunder when love walked in through the door. <laughs> and when she passed, she, she, she saw me and... Um, and she's like, I, I need to be with David. I need to help David, support him. Um, 
Can I tell you what I've just been picking up as you've been talking about um, a special lady? About two minutes ago, I got a feeling in my left eye, a very warm, uh, as if some, I don't know, like a ray of sun was in my eye, shining in my eye. So I don't know if that's meant for you, David, but it, it, I touched my eye because it felt really, really odd in a, in a strange, well, beautiful you, way. Thank you for sharing it with me. She's in my legs at the moment. Right. Um, um, she does appear with my friends. She appears with Katie. You, right. Katie Cavanagh, you spoke with yeah. before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I just feel like something. Yeah, I, I felt something definitely there. That's quite unusual for me to feel anything like that, but uh, it was straight in my eye. Up, I certainly will do, David. Thank you. Mm. Um, so, one night, I, I was trying to tell you this record, bloody hell. So, I come back. Sorry. I come back from my home. <laughs> The second time round, I were in the car and I, I said to Emily, oh my God, we've got a pinch We're doing 130, not 130 miles now, 130 kilometres. <laughs> and I think I've got a puncher. I'm like, oh, no, it's not. The fifth gear shot out. It just, fifth gear broke. Wow. Emily looked at me, she went, I think somebody's telling you to change the car. Mm. So, we got rid of the car. We bought the Jaguar. And not long after my upsetting, meditating. And I said, Hey, do you come to me, please? I just really want to hear you. I just really want to be with you. Can you just send me a song that's just right for me? Just, I know it's you. Be anything, anything. As I tell you, by the way, she's, she's with me right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> and she sent me a song that I love. I love this record. I haven't heard it for quite some time. And I never listened to the lyrics. Um, Golden Earring, Radar Love. Oh, what a classic. To anybody who is listening, this is phenomenal. The song is about a man, bear in mind, this was written in 1972, I think. He's driving along and he's getting messages sent to him by his, his wife, his girlfriend. But those messages come from above. She's sending cables from above she's like it's not telepathy she's an angel and and she's sending in messages of love um psychically yeah and i'm thinking i've just changed my car i love my car <laughs> the guy the guy, in this, the, the guy in this song loves his car um i named my car after her um because right. she's it's a jaguar xc just elegant and, and beautiful and just like yes understated and and she speaks to me when I'm in the car I'm like my god you haven't done that <laughs> um, but these things happen fairly fairly frequently um, she sent me lots and lots of records um, a few months ago it was in March um, I'm doing a session with Glenn and Glenn says she wants to try and reach out to you, David, in different ways. Like, okay, like what? Well, she'd like to take your hand and start writing for you. Auto drawing. I kind of knew what he was. But, okay, I just couldn't get it. So, it's dark. Um, I turned the lights off, apart from my laptop. And I think I had a candle going at the time. 
and I get a piece of paper out and I hold the pen, not in between my fingers, but you know, in my hand. And, and with Glenn's help, I closed my eyes and I started auto drawing. At some point later, Glenn, well, Glenn took me into the situation where S blended with me and then Glenn took me out of the situation where S stopped blending with me. And I looked at this drawing and I see something. So I just shared to Glenn. Glenn, what do you see? I see two swans. That's exactly what I saw. And the thing is with these two swans, she has presented to me on quite a few occasions two swans. Um, sometimes I, you know, I just feel her around me, and two swans are flying overhead. Or uh, one day she sent me a goose. <laughs> I see the, I see these swans on the river. You people can say it's not coincidence, you know, they're there all the time. But you just know. I mean, it was there the day I was, I was talking to her about something, and just I, I took a wrong turn by accident. It's two swans there. <laughs> so I go upstairs after Glenn and I finished, and I said to Emily, "This is what I've done. What do you see?" see two swans. I spoke to my parents, what do you see? I see two swans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, not me, it's not me making this up. Right, so I've got a swan on the left, I've got a swan on the right. I'm sure you, you guys can't see this. Um, Amelia's cousin comes over last May. And she's in her 20s. She's a beautiful girl. And she's starting a spiritual journey as well. And I said, can I show you this? Yeah. I said, what do you see? Expecting her to see two swans. It's says, I can see over us, an ovary on the left, an ovary on the right, and in the middle, where the, um, the womb is, there's a baby. She mm -hmm. was absolutely right. Wow. i just never seen it before. I'd only had it like two months, and I've been looking at it bleeding every day. <laughs> seeing these swans and being so proud, but at the, but at the same time, they it also now you know you can see the ovaries, you can really see the baby inside as well, and um, and I just it's it, it's it's things like that. Um, I'll tell you then the the week she passed, I went looking for a signal. Of course, you know I actually tried to contact me, mm. and a couple of days before. Um, she passed on, yeah, I won't say the date, but she passed in there. And I went on Facebook, because I'm on Facebook every day, I'm like, I'll tell you what, I go on Facebook and I find out what I was doing that day, or that mm. week. <clears throat> Lo and behold, what was I doing? When I was 18 and I went over to see her, her dad took me to a football match. I bought a scarf. I've still got it. I've kept that scarf locked away for years and years and years and years and years. I might have worn it a couple of times 10 years ago, something like that, you know. The very same week that she passed away, just before she passed away, I decided to go find that scarf and find that football shirt and clean it and put it out on the line to make sure it was okay. I mean, that sort of stuff doesn't happen. That's, that's crazy. Mm. All of this stuff together, you know, people look for evidence and sometimes they dismiss it. Mm. Um, as coincidence and what have you not, but we don't need to look for evidence. It's there. Yeah, and if we look with our minds, yeah. the answers are not in the minds anyway. 
our answers are in our hearts. So when I went to buy, and I, I first realized this when I went to go and buy my Jaguar, and I had to go buy it from Brussels. And, and by doing that, um, I drove past where she lived. And this would have been, I said to her, I'm going to, I said, Why? I'm going to be within half an hour of where, she, where she's from. I've got to go back there and, and, and go, to, go, go to the graveyard. And Emily went, I really don't think you should be doing that, David. You know, that's overkill now. Never mind for the parents or the, her name, but for you, you need to start looking after yourself. Mm. And Emily said, you know what? Go and speak to S. I said, I'm not going to do that. She went, go and speak to Glenn. Mm. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So I spoke phone Glenn. And Glenn said, David, my resting place isn't in the graveyard. My resting place is in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that. Yeah. And that's why I don't need evidence. I like seeing evidence because it titillates me. I'm a human being, you know? I'm curious. I like that sort of thing. And, and I want to be loved and I like to be loved and I want to see these things manifesting in front of me. Um, so... To tell you a couple more things as well, <laughs> I find quite um, exciting. Before I'd learned of her passing, I had an idea to buy a chateau in France. I don't have the money for it, but I want to try and build a business so I can get the money to buy a chateau in France so it can be in my family and it'll act as a legacy project for years to come. After her passing, I knew that. I wanted to name a room after her, to dedicate a room after her, if I could just see it. I told her parents that. Her parents must have thought I'm balmy, you know, find a chateau, naming a room after her, must be nuts. And I realised that, I was starting to realise that I am right to work with life coaches. I am right to do this, but my angle is slightly wrong. I'm not hitting home where I should be. And I need to be more I don't want to use the word spiritual because authentic. It's a it's a word to describe what it is. It's not about thinking stuff. It's about doing stuff. You know, it's people talk yeah. about positive mindset. Well, positive mindset only works when you actually go out there and do it. Spirituality only go, go, spirituality only works when you go out there and do it. When when you rest and you go out in nature. I was walking 20 kilometers a day. Glenn thought I was mad. Um, <laughs> but I was walking out in nature all the time. And I was, I was meditating a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And as I was doing all of this, all the spirituality, it didn't come into me. It's always, it's always there. Mm. It just woke me. And I, mm. I found a chateau. Um, and as I, and it, uh, the, the place is called, the village is called Magdalene which is, I can't tell you why, but it's quite prominent yeah. for me, yeah. for the situation with S. And the reason why the chateau had been called Magdalene, is because it was in a village called Magdalene. Yeah. But they changed the name of the chateau to Parody. Parody, in French, means heaven. Mm. And the reason why they called it heaven is because of the road that's onto it same name and I go in there and it's a huge courtyard and I'm looking at these buildings and I go into the garden 
Alan, when we get this, because I'm in the process of getting this now, I'm not naming the building after her, I'm naming the garden after her. And there's a swimming pool there, behind the swimming pool there's a statue. And it's, for me it represents her, you know. Um, and that's my crazy project at the moment. But I've got to tell you what happened last night. Can I tell you a little story of what happened last night? Of course you can, yeah. Okay, so you remember the beginning of, the beginning of this journey, I was with Ian. Yeah. yeah. I discovered about yeah. S's passing. Yeah. Last two nights, I've been with my mate Ian again. Yeah. In Sulax, Sulax and there. Just a quick, in, in almost a year to the day. Mm. I, he, yeah, it was midnight. He walks off first. David and I started to walk back to the campsite. Right, okay. And I'm about 10 minutes behind him. And he, he stopped off with some food somewhere. He grabs hold of me. And I could feel less around me even though I'd been drinking a lot. So obviously the more you drink, it lowers your vibration, doesn't it? Yeah. And, but I could still really feel it. And I see a guy, this guy's painting. He's on the mid- midnight, right? And he's, he's, he's got part of the place squared off, and there's people around painting. And he's painting with spray paint on these canvases. There must be, like a, um, I don't know, 40 centimetres by 40 centimetres. And... I look at one of them, and I'm oh my God, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. It represents feelings that I have. There was a small baby in a womb, but the womb was almost like it was, it was in space. So it was like a spiritual universe. Yeah. And I said, how much? And there's a lady in the audience saying, I bought it. <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> so we're laughing. So I decided to sit next to him, and I said, how much are they? He said, you pay what you want. And I said, can you do me, can you do me one, please? He went, yeah. And I said, it's really special. And I, I told him very, very briefly, I said, I have an angel in my life. She's my angel. I knew her here on earth. She passed through. She's with me. And by this time, I'm speaking French, the crowd can hear. I am bawling my eyes out. I just struggle to get my words yeah. out. He had his arm around me. Somebody, somebody else came to yeah. put her arm around me. I'm just trying and crying and crying and crying. And I watch him for the next half an hour make this beautiful painting. And well, first of all, it's in blue, which is very interesting because S came to me last week and said that, David, when you pass through, I want you to follow the blue light. Right. And he puts on an Eiffel Tower. Oh, he doesn't know is that S and I walked up the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> wow, he was channeling. And yeah. she's, she, she's in the sky and the moon is there. And she's in the sky. I'm just looking at it right now. Her angel wings. And he's got her hair right. I, I have no idea what she looks like. Um, golden hair. And I'm in the sea looking up to her with my hands mm-hmm. outstretched which is really interesting because she came to me last week to say, David, follow me, um, take my hands, follow me. You don't need to look anywhere else, follow me. I'll look after you, you'll be fine. Which I've got something else to share with you in a second. <laughs> I'll be really quick. <laughs> so yeah, I have, I, have this, I have this beautiful painting in my life 
and I stood up in front of everybody. There must have been 30 people there, speaking in my band, pitching French, just telling people to, to love themselves and to just spread love. And I got a round of applause. That's <laughs> amazing. Oh, amazing. Which, which was really nice. At yeah. one point, the police came over to me. Oh. Um, I wasn't wearing my mask, and we had to wear a mask. And I've got a mask that says, I love you, on it. <laughs> and so I was looking straight, looking straight at the police, crying with my mask on. He says, I love you. The guy smiled and walked up. Um, but yeah, look, I'll wrap up with this for you. Um, last week she came to me and she said, um, she said a few things. And she said, follow me. I will be in front of you, David. I will be walking backwards. I'll be facing you. Hold my hands. Look at me. Everything will be fine. I love you. That was one of the things that she said. Another thing she said was that at some point in time, her and I were a priest, a priestess. I'm not sure who was the priestess. It could have been. Well, <laughs> <been, laughs> oh, you never know. You've got quite a high yeah. register in your voice there, David. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that we were iconoclastic, which have any idea what it meant basically it's a disruptor of settled beliefs which i am quite iconoclastic actually because if they're settled beliefs it doesn't mean it's right and i question stuff yeah anyway following day speaking to a client of mine beautiful lady called sandy and she recommended me to go and watch this film um what and i can't say what it's bloody called cloud something or other with tom hanks and Berry. And if you know, if you just type in Tom Hanks films, clown, whatever, it'll come up. And it's a really, really, really good film. It's not Cloud anyway, Nine, is it? Towards the end of this. Pardon? Is it Cloud Nine? I know it sounds a bit. No, it's like Cloud Eight. Something like Cloud Angel or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's bothering me. I'll, I'll have to yeah. try and remember it. In fact, it's written down here right in front of me. It's called Cloud Atlas. Ah, um, there we go. Okay. And she, uh, now watching this film, gets towards the end, three quarters way through the end. There's a guy saving this lady, a futuristic lady, and he has to, they have to jump out of a window and he creates this bridge. And what does he do? He walks out backwards on the bridge, facing her with his hands uh-huh. out. Take my hands, you'll be fine. And I'm looking at that thinking, when was the last time I've ever seen that in a film? <laughs> Never. Yeah, you know? Poignant. No, bloody way. <laughs> cry my eyes out. Do you? They think- escape, and they escape, and a few minutes later, nothing was said. But there was a shot in the film where they were wearing robes, red robes. Everybody else was wearing white. You knew that they were a priest, the priest and the priestess. priestess. <laughs> yeah, and, wow. And their story was about them um, uh, disrupting settled beliefs. You've got to be kidding me. Do you think that S is helping you with this, the the new new project? You're beyond the illusion. Do you feel that she's um, helping you with that? Well, she's helping you anyway. But um, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. Going beyond the illusion dot com. Um, there we go. There's a plug there. Going beyond the illusion dot com. Can and you I, t- can you talk uh, a little yeah, bit more about us. that? Yeah, about about, uh, about this new um, uh, venture, or you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that very quickly. Um, I want to help Glenn reach out more people because what the skills that Glenn have uh, are just fabulous. He's changed my life 
uh, in a way that I can't describe. The only way that I can, you can understand is if you've gone through the process yourself. That's and true. I wanted to change the line and direction of my business slightly. Yeah. So um, I wanted to bring more spirituality into it, but I can't teach spirituality yet. <laughs> um, yet, yes. Um, it will happen, I know. Yeah. Um, so we've put this together where um, Glenn's made a couple of products and I'm just yeah. about to put them on the website where people can go, right, I want to understand more about spirituality. I can go into that. Or with my clients, they're coaches, so they can take coaching products from me. But that, an idea is, and if you, let, let's say you're you're new to spirituality and you go mm-hmm. out looking for an angel number. Yeah. And through this angel number, you find out a website. If you're looking for angel numbers and you're curious about this sort of stuff, we help you on our website understand what your angel number is. Okay. Um, I write that. Glenn doesn't. I write it. But when I write it, um, I ask guests to help me write it. So, I understand. Um, yeah, I have an understanding yeah. of what the angel number is, first of all. Yeah. And then I ask it to come with me to guide me. So people can then start to understand their spirituality that way. And then they can start to then get into access to Glenn's products. And yeah. then maybe a little further down the line, they, they might want to start helping people by helping their friends and relatives and new clients maybe go beyond the illusion so that's where we're going to start helping them become a coach that's lovely Um, yeah i think you'll do really well well i think you uh when you say about teaching spirituality i think you ooze your genuine you know compassion and self uh, love and unconditional love for yourself and others anyway so i think you're there (laughs) yeah you're living it you're You're living it. it yeah um well, we were yeah. saying earlier, weren't we, about leading by example, and, and yeah. as we as we invest that self care and self love in ourselves, yeah. that ripples out into the consciousness. Change, 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 change within yourself yeah. changes changes the collective consciousness, doesn't it? That's why we need to lead by doing. I mean, our lives. If we look at our lives, our job, our friends, our family, where we live, the opportunities and the things that come into our lives they're all a reflection of those on what's happening on the inside mm-hmm. so if we can start to understand what our inside is and go hey you know what i want to be different in this yeah. way and then you start practicing being different in the outside world because what happens you make changes and then that ripple effect happens definitely i can really relate to channeling from um because I, I am mainly uh, sort of healing uh, abilities within the spiritual um, aspects that we're talking about. But I, I'm a singer. I don't know whether you, you know that or not. Uh, I'm sure Glenn's mentioned the music projects we've been doing. But I yeah. actually have channeled um, Karen Carpenter for many years. Um, and it was very intense quite a few years ago where I was actually... Um. Behaving I know like she didn't a... write the record. Pardon? I know she didn't write the record, but about I know she didn't write this record I'm gonna mention, but about four right. weeks ago. Yeah. In one of Glenn's live sessions, Glenn said, David, your angel's here, she's here right now, and he, he gave me two records. <laughs> First record okay. was from Greece, you're the one that I want. Right. <laughs> Which I can't understand. <laughs> but in the, but in those lyrics, meditate in my direction within those lyrics. But the yes. second record some, there's some kind of bush which the carpenter oh, signed that, a cover from, uh, I think it was Herman's Hermits, yeah, the original. Yeah, there's a kind of hush, yes. Yeah, yeah. beautiful song. Li- li- 
listen to those lyrics. So you channel Karen. I've been told I do. I I didn't realise I was doing that, but... um... Do you think we could have a little taste of Julie? Sorry to put you on the spot again. The kind of hush one? Yeah, if you can, why not? Okay. There's a kind of hush all over the world tonight. All over the world, people just like us are falling in love. Whoa! Yeah. With that. You know, we Thank always you. do. We always try and get get a little bit of Julian, don't <laughs> of we? we do. yeah. <laughs> well done. That's amazing. That was chill. That was that was fabulous. Well, I've got to say thank you to all of you, by the way, for who you are, what you do, and the fact that you stand up for what you believe in, uh, and and that, Bill Julie Glenn, is is true leadership. A lot of people think that leadership is going out there and sticking a flag, uh, uh, flag, a flag in the <laughs> sand, and banging it, you know, banging mm-hmm. your chest, going, "I'm a leader. Look at me, follow me." And it's not. It's it, it's actually understanding your true self, mm. and then going out there and representing you, and allowing others to follow you uh, in in a way that they want. Maybe they follow you closely, become close friends. Or maybe they just watch you from a distance. Yeah. But that's about going beyond the illusion. And, I like that. And it's, it's such on. a pleasure yeah. to, to meet people like you that do that. It's really, really heartwarming. Really heartwarming. And you cannot stop. We we have a lot of work to do. We do. But the more people that more people that can see the see the lights. We'll get there, and the world right now is in a clenched, clenched fist. And I can't quite remember the line, but in Star Wars, <laughs> Princess Leia says something on the lines of "The more you clench your fist, the more star, the more star systems will slip between your fingers." Mm-hmm. And, and the world is in the clenched fist right now, but it, as it is, it's squeezing out goodness and more people starting to reflect and look at themselves yeah and we need mm-hmm. to go out there and encourage people to do that and embrace them and tell them it is safe it is their own journey that there is Definitely. nothing wrong and just ask those questions because we are pummeled absolutely pummeled to be controlled and i'm not talking about an elitist or anything like that it's just the way that humans work in group dynamics yeah. you know the humans from cave from in the cave days we, we went into a group and, and, and that group formed an identity and we had to conform to that identity and this and, and this group looked like a different group to that group over there yeah, yeah. and over time it's like a rivalry isn't it between the groups. Again? it's like a rivalry when they're forming groups, isn't it? Absolutely. And our individuality can get lost because we're told to do so many things and we pick up yeah. so many bad habits. I was listening to Bill Bailey. I'm sure Glenn loves Bill Bailey. Um, <laughs> and he was he was making a joke the other day about the Aussies and the Americans. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm <laughs> awesome, mate. And, but he said, when you speak to a Brit, how are you doing? Not too bad. <laughs> That's so true. true. He had a really good point. It's what we put out there. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but you know, when we were kids, you know, if you you, you did something, you're quite, you did something quite well at school 
or, or, or an outside activity, if somebody wanted to put you down, what did they say? They used to say this to you. You just love yourself, you do. You just love yourself. And they said it in the way where you shouldn't be loving yourself. Yeah. It's a yeah. more of their took, issue, isn't it? Board. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't love myself. And that's what we said to ourselves as kids. Mm. I don't love myself. What an awful, awful, awful thing to say to yourself. Mm. We were conditioned by that through society. Not the fault of anyone in particular, but through society. And, and as the world today clenches its fist, more people are realising that. They need to find a different path. And, and it's it's finding yeah. emotional intelligence is the highest form of intelligence, and that's what's been taken away over yeah. these decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, David, we'd really like to thank you for giving your time up to come on here tonight. You've been the absolute perfect guest, and we'd like to thank yeah. you also for allowing yourself to be vulnerable, not only yeah. to us, but to our listeners. I mean... You brought some wonderful evidence to the table tonight. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that can attune to what you've been talking about this evening. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to thank you very much for doing that for us. Um, is there any um, websites or, or any um, yeah, way where things. people can find you? Two things. Number one, goingbeyondtheillusion.com. Yeah. Just go okay. there, have a look. Second thing about vulnerability, don't be scared of vulnerability. Mm. It's, it's, it's not a weakness. You know, it is not a weakness. Look into yourself and talk, talk to yourself. It is a strength. That's it perfect. is a huge strength. Thank People you so talk much. People about vulnerability kindly, but it is a huge, huge strength. Just, you don't have to turn vulnerability on. Just have an honest conversation with yourself and let it flow. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you, David. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Um, we would love to extend a welcome to another episode. Yeah, thank if, you. If you're up for that, because I'm sure there's so ready. much more. There is so much more that we can talk about. Yeah, um, that would be really, really cool. Well, yeah. I've got to say this to you: love and light to all three of you. Thank you, and oh, to you, thank you, Namaste, thank you, Namaste, Namaste, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, and we look really look forward to um, speak to you again speaking to you again David so brilliant namaste Julie namaste Glenn thank you very much namaste good night and God bless thank you thank you listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.